Ethan, and Ibrion, the sons of Eliab, and On, the sons of Peleth, sons of Reuben, took men. And they rose up before Moses with a certain of the children of Israel, 250 princes of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown. And they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron. And they said unto them, Ye take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them, and the Lord is amongst them. Wherefore then ye lift up yourself above the congregation of the Lord. And when Moses, Moses heard it, he fell upon his face. And he spake unto Korah and unto his company, saying, Even to the morrow, the Lord will show you who are his. Excuse me for that. <laughs> All right. Let me read that again. And he spake unto Korah and unto his company, saying, Even to the morrow, the Lord will show who are his and who are holy. And he will cause him to come near to him. Even him who has chosen will he cause to come near unto him. Let me stop there for a minute. We got a situation that's going on. I want you to notice this. This incident in the Bible has taken place with the children of Israel, who was not too long ago delivered out of Egypt captivity for over 400 years. There's a station and position in the wilderness. Some things that have taken place. God had anointed certain men of the house of Levi, uh, of the house of Levi to be leaders, to be priests, to operate in the order of offering. Where they stand, Aaron and his son was given the title of priest, where they was to offer up the offerings up to God for the whole house of Israel. Okay? And a couple things that sticked out. Look who the guys that, that came together. I want to deal with the followers first before I get to the leader of this rebellious group. The followers you got there is the Dan. The Dan means fountain. Because from the Bible, from the word of God, is the word of God is a fountain of living water. So his name means fountain. Okay? And then you got Ibrahim. Ibrahim means my father is exalted. He means exalted one. Okay? These was men. Men of renown. Let's got a Bible describe them. They was leaders of the house. These wasn't coming laymen. These was leaders set in a Leviticus priesthood. They had the was blessed by God to be able to enter into the courts and uh, operate within inside of the temple, inside of the house. So they held a high position already. But let's look at this closely. Let's look at the, the leader of this group called Korah. Korah names mean ball in Hebrew. And when you look at the word ball. Ball means, think about a person's head. Your hair is your covering. You understand? But when you become bald, you begin to lose that covering. You begin to lose that vision. You begin to lose that understanding of the truth. Okay, so now here you got two leaders who were men of renown. The Bible describes these leaders as men of renown. These wasn't no flunkies in the kingdom. These was leaders in the kingdom. They was leaders in the congregation. But look what they hooked themselves up with. They hooked themselves up with a leader that was bald. That had lack of knowledge, lack of understanding, wasn't following in the way of truth. And they decided to lead a rebellion against God and God-elect ones. Let's, let me see what God got to say about these kind of people. Because it's something when you go against the, the men of God. The true priest is being called out. Because the Bible said that many are called, but only a few are chosen. 
It's something when you put your hands towards those chosen ones. The Bible specifically says when referring to the children of Israel. All right. When you're talking to the children of Israel, it said, um, touch not my anointed and do my prophets no harm. That's what the word of God says. But I want you to turn to the book of Jude right now. Book of Jude chapter 1. And we're going to read more into these rebellious leaders that we see here. Man, I thank God, man. Y'all just don't know. I, I praise the most high even for this very hour. He know what he's doing. Let's get Jude chapter 1 verse 5. When you have it, say amen. amen. Jude chapter 1 verse 5 and it reads, I would therefore put you in remembrance, though ye once knew this, how the Lord, having saved his people out of the, out of the land of Egypt, afterwards destroyed them that believe it not. That's a warning to this flock and to this house. Once saved don't mean always saved. You understand? Because you came into the word of the truth and then you begin to go back and operate within the uh, realm of wickedness. You begin to become partakers in this world again. You're going to cause yourself to be cut off. You understand that? And, and, and God said when judgment happens in these last days, he said he was going to begin in his house. You understand? Those ones that walk around carrying that banner, calling themselves a priest, calling themselves a leader, calling themselves a Christian, calling themselves saved, calling themselves like Moses drawn out from the world. Those are the ones that are going to receive the chastisement of the Most High first. Amen. Mm. Saved out of the world, but destroyed for their wicked lives. Same book, Book of Jews, skip down. To verse 1 and 8. We're going to expose these leaders for who they really are. Jude 1 and 8. And it reads. Likewise also these filthy what? Dreamers. Defile the what? Flesh. They despise what? Dominion. Government. Leadership. They despise it. They ain't got a humble spirit within them. They can't stand order. They love discord and it's all about them. Okay? And they speak evils of what? Dignities. Do you know what a dignity is? Dignities are God-exalted ones. God-exalted leaders. The one God ordained to put in place. These people, and, and, and by the way, the book of Jude, these books I'm going to, they was talking all to the church folk of that time. They wasn't talking to unsaved leaders. They were talking to people that taste the goodness of the spirit church where we saw rebellious leaders. We saw backbiters. We, we saw fault finders amongst um, clergy, amongst authority in other churches. We saw this mess. You understand? That's the reason why we left where we came from. Why leave a cesspool to come and be a partaker in another cesspool? The devil is a liar. That mess ain't going to be coming up in here. You understand? Go to 2 Peter 2 and 10. 
That's the first hell of a guy from Dr. Manley told me this. You ain't got no friends in this pulpit. You understand? I stood here last time I preached, and I told him, before God, I don't mind walking by myself. I've been there. You understand? The prophets are old, walk by themselves. They ain't have no entourage. Because everybody don't want to live in the truth. Everybody don't want to walk right. Everybody want to false claim and play games when it comes to the things of God. And we live in the perilous times. People dying out of this world left and right every day. On the race of the faith judgment. And because they saw it wasn't right, because they wasn't trying to live right, they faced damnation. Second Peter, verse 2 and 10. Still talking about leaders. But chiefly, them that walk after the flesh and the lust of uncleanness and despise government. Still talking about this. These same leaders. Despise government. Despise order. Presumptuously are they what? Self-willed. I mean, trying to will their own self. And not afraid to speak evil of what? Dignity. That's the word of God confirming itself. That's the word of God confirming itself. And again, look at the two people that they came against in um, verses 1 through 5 in um, Numbers. They came against Moses, which was called out. Moses means drawn out, drawn out from the world, world. And then they came against Aaron. The word Aaron means light bearer. It means he was a word bringer. You know what I'm saying? These were the men that they came against. Okay? Let's get back to the text. Let's look up, let's go back to Numbers. Let's go back to Numbers chapter 16. Let's look at um, verses 9 through 11. The thing against me is, the, the, the question of what they ask, you take too much amongst yourself, for yourself. Do you not know what they were actually telling Moses was, you set your own self up to be a leader? They boast against things they did not know. They probably didn't even know that God the one called Moses out. Moses was a priest in the house of Pharaoh. You understand? He was a prince in the house of Pharaoh. Okay? He was in a high wealthy place. You understand? And God called him to deliver him to the other side um, of the devil. You understand? And then Aaron. Aaron was chosen by God to be a Leviticus priest. You understand? See, sometimes you speak against leadership and you boast against the ones that God set over the house, not knowing that it's of God's hand that they're in their place that they're in. It's not of man. So let's get to um, Numbers chapter 16, verse 9 through 11. This is their response. Follow 8. And Moses said unto Korah, Here, I pray you, ye sons of Levi, seeing it is but a small thing unto you that the God of Israel hath separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself to do the service of the tabernacle of the Lord and to stand before the congregation to minister unto them. Okay? And he brought thee near to him and all thy brethren, the sons of Levi, with thee. And seek ye the priesthood also, for which causes both thou and thy company that are gathered together against. They ain't say they gathered against Moses or against Aaron. Who did they say they were gathered against? Uh oh. And what is Aaron, the priest, that ye murmur against him? So here it is. Moses' response to them was how God had blessed them and gave them high positions of honor serving in the congregation. They were church leaders. They had followers. They were men of influence. Like we talked about Wednesday at leadership meetings. They had influence in the house. But how did they use that influence? 
Instead of being used to help break from the body, instead of being used to help build a ministry, they use it because they can't post up themselves, ruling the position, ruling to be out front. They ain't willing to humble themselves below authority. They don't be the authority. That's why I said you appreciate it also. Let me tell you guys something. Many people, I, I, I listen to the um, Dr. Man speak to Tyler all the time. This, this is when you know you've really been called by God. Not only called, this is when you know you've been chosen by God. Because you spend more time of your life running away from being back here. This is where we are trying to get back here. You understand? It's a thing to me how I sit around here. I went to a Christian school. I went to a college where some of the most prominent preachers in this upper state got their um, degrees from. You know what I'm saying? And I, I talked to them while I was up there playing ball. They talked about I want to be a preacher. I'm going to be this, be that. And I'm like, man, why is it that these men are flocking like moths to a flame, flocking and want to be a minister, want to be a priest? You know what I'm saying? But then the truth, another one, the one that's really been chosen by God to lead, they spend most of their life running. They don't want this. They see what they got to deal with. They see the people that they, they I've been on a pastor. I've been on a bird. I've been a deacon. I know how people act. In-house. Save folks. Plenty they love God. Don't spend no time in the world. You know what I'm saying? Don't lift the, the man of God hands up for nothing. Go behind his back, talk back, back, talk back, back. I see it. You understand? You want to know how you lift your proper hand up? Take his teaching, pry to your heart, and get that sin out your life. Stop being the one on the telephone calling him every week, crying about this mess they planned to deliver you from last month. Where your throat at? Block? Where your throat at, H.O.B.? Want to be out front. So they took for themselves 250 men with him. Not satisfied with the honor that God already bestowed upon them. My God. These men, they banged the world, did God had already anointed Placed them in a high place. And instead of them valuing the honor, the title, the role, and the position that God placed them in, they became mumbled. They became bad bodies. They devalued the, the, the positions of working in the house. You understand? So they start speaking out against the man of God, the priest of God. And let me tell you something that's dangerous in there. Let me show you that it's dangerous in there. I'm going to prove to you that it's dangerous in there. Look me back to the book of Jude, chapter 1, verse 10 to 11. Let me show you the danger when you become so prideful and your flesh begin to tickle you to think you want to step up and stick out. Let me show you the danger behind it. Let me slow down so I get ahead of myself. Jude, chapter 1, verse 10 to 11. When you have it, about to say amen. Amen. Talking about these same leaders. But these, these folks be born again believers. These leaders in the house of God. But these speak evil of the things which they know not. But what they know naturally as brute beasts, in those things they corrupt themselves. When the Bible referred to you as being a brute beast, any man that's the father of the spirit of the Holy Ghost inside of him, they're no better than a brute beast, than a wild animal out there running in the field. Amen. You understand? On your difference is you got two arms and two legs. Amen. And you can speak. 
So when you're devoid of the spirit, when you're falling after your flesh, when you're not communion with God, when you're not reading your, your word, when you're not fellowshipping with God in the spirit and in truth, and spirit and in truth means through his word. You understand? When you're not doing that and following that, you're like this preacher. Woe unto them, says God's warning. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of pain. They become prideful, arrogant. They become what we call curvaceous, jealous. They were jealous of, their bro of his brother Abel. He became envious that God favored Abel and have a, what we call a spirit of hatred for the brother. You understand? Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the error of Balaam. For the war and perish in the game saying or Korah. That's the same Korah we're reading about in the Old Testament. But or New Testament Greek call it Korah. You understand? Same, same thing. These people, these men, these women, they want to be out front. They're greedy for power, greedy for fame, greedy for authority. They want to be in a position that God hasn't even called and ordained them for. Instead of walking, and, and, and communion with God and allow God to build them up inside out so they can step into a, a role of leadership in that, in that arena to where God can mightily use them. Uh -huh. They won't seek that for themselves right now. Out of order, no one more. Through mm. Red came, pride, error, corrupt, wit. Another scripture I want us to go to real quick. Let's go to 2 Peter, chapter 2, verse 12. We're going to read 12 through 15. Still talking about these natural group people. The Bible says, um, when you read the word and you study, this is for those who desire understanding. You must read this book, precept upon precept, line upon line, here and little there. Little. You understand? If you want the full understanding of God. But God said that he got mysteries to his people. And he's not going to give his mysteries to the learned. The learned are the theologians, the intellectuals. The ones who think they know it all, that try to apply science to the word of God to get truth. God, I ain't messing with them. I ain't messing with them. I'm going to get my word. I'm going to get my mysteries to the honor. Those that humble in heart, seeking me in spirit, when you read my word. Those are the ones I'm going to reveal the keys to the kingdom to. You understand? So don't marvel at the times we're living in. As this world continues to morality to decay morally, God's raising up a righteous flock, yes. a righteous army that's going to stand and proclaim the word of truth in season and out of season. You understand that? That's what he's raising up. Men that ain't going to be sitting in positions, or I'm going to get to that, I'm going to get ahead of myself, but people that's going to follow the word of God, that ain't going to be brought by your gold and your silver. That's going to stand on the word of truth and proclaim the truth. Those are the ones God raising up in these days. And you think you got somebody soft because they stick back. And No, nah, God got them in a place where he wanted them. Look in the third. And you begin to see more than you want to. We got 2 Peter verse, uh, chapter 2 and 12. Look at these group beasts. But these are natural group beasts made to be taken and what? Destroyed. Destroyed. Destruction is upon you when you operate in, when you ain't got no spirit inside of you. When you operate where you want to go against the things of God, the people of God, the minds of God, the word of God. Destruction is in your path. They speak evil things that they do not understand, and they shall utterly perish in their own way. You corrupted your way. You ain't following the word of truth. You know it. 
You can tell I said the last time I preached. You know the ones that's operating in the spirit of truth. You know the ones that study that got a true relationship with God. They ain't gonna pull on your spirit if you're a leader. They ain't gonna be the ones who gotta run around, chase after, get to do stuff. You know why? Because they love God. They have a fear of God. That's what happened to the body of Christ. There ain't no reverence for God no more. There ain't no fear. That woman right there raised me up when I was a young boy. When you come into the house of God, you reverence God. You don't play no games with God, huh? You keep your mouth shut. You listen to what the birds say. And you follow protocol. That's what I was raised on. You understand? Some people been in church all their life and got so comfortable going through their tradition and their religion. Ain't no fear of God in their life no more. That's why they don't seek God. That's why they pray. They ain't got no prayer life. I'm telling you, pray to God when they come in the house. I'm telling you, want to worship God when they come in the house. What about out of your time? Monday through Saturday. What you doing for God? You give God an hour, 30 minutes on Sunday, and that's it. But you expect him to open up a window to heaven and pull you out of blessing. The devil be alive. Peter 2 and 14. Listen to these leaders. Have an eye full of adultery and cannot cease from sin. But die, unstable soul. And hope that has exercised covetous practices. God called the curse children. They were once operating in the, in the truth. They were once my beloved. Now look at them. They going back out there in the world and corrupt themselves. Which, um, verse 15, which says, which has forsaken the way. Brought the path is going to lead to eternal damnation. Now in straight is the path is going to lead to eternal life. That's the path I'm going to be walking on. I don't care if I got to walk it by myself and I got very few limits, which I know I don't. That's the road I want to be on. That's right. I don't care about being caught. Jesus wasn't caught. He wasn't caught because of his message. He was caught because of everyone who wanted to kill him because what he was bringing was going to mess this world system up. No longer would they need a doctor or a physician. No longer would they need a priest coming to them, praying over them, praying to access to God for yourself. And the world leaders didn't want that. He about to mess our money up. Let's hang him on the tree. Put me back to um, number, chapter 16. I got to take my time with this, y'all. I apologize. That's all right. I got to take my time with it. I got to give it the way I received it. That's right. Let's look at um, number 13. Look at how these men boast against things they did not. Let's show you how arrogance and pride can, can lead you to the old destruction. We all know that these type of people boast against things they know not, right? Okay. Here we go. Let's, let's get it. 16 and 13. Is it a small thing that God has brought? Listen, listen, listen to their response. These wicked leaders. These people, 250 princes, men of renown, that was leaders to the house of Israel. Listen to what they say to Moses. They thought they were cutting Moses, but they didn't realize they was cutting God. Right. Listen to their words. Is it a small thing, Moses, that God has brought us up out of the land that flowed with milk and honey? They're talking about Egypt. They're talking about 400 years of captivity. They're talking about the land flowing with milk and honey. <laughs> to kill us in the wilderness, except thou make thyself a prince over us. Moreover, thou hast brought us into a land that flows, thou hast not, excuse me, more shall I feel. Moreover, thou hast not brought us into a land that flows with milk and honey, or giving us inheritance of fields and vineyards. 
would not put out the eyes of these men, we will not come up. Moses had called for these leaders to come up, and they refused to. And then they mocked Moses, thinking they mocked Moses, but what they really did is mock God. They said that Egypt was a land strong with milk and honey, and you and God, not Moses, but Moses used God because he was just a vessel for service a service vessel to be used by God. God used Moses to manifest his power to lead the children of Israel out into the wilderness. So they didn't, they didn't rebuke Moses, they was rebuking God. You understand? That's come to a downfall. So here it is. They both against the things they do not. They messed up because they blasphemed the man of God. But they thought they blasphemed the man of God, but they actually blasphemed God. Let me read this verse to you. You don't have to flip to it. Jews, um, chapter 1, verse 16. These same leaders, they're called murmurers, thought finders, complainers, walking out for their own lust. And they mocked, speaking great swelling words, having men in person in admiration because of advantage. What do I mean by men in person because of admiration? Meaning they are people pleasing, but also they have a respect of a person. They got certain people that they respect, that they want to see in position, that they want to see in authority, so they can follow them. Just so can benefit them. It ain't probably even follow the word of truth. It's because they want people with like minds to lead them so they can get a position under them. You understand? The same mess you see in the world, you see in these church houses. But I'm so glad about Moses. As soon as Moses heard their report, he fell on his face and he prayed for them. He asked for forgiveness the first time when they came with their little evil report. But then the second time when they blasphemed against God, Moses went back to God and said, God, have no respect for the office. It's, it's dangerous when you speak against the set order of the house. It's dangerous to you and your house when you speak into the order that God has proclaimed and ordained for a house. You understand that? Not only are you going to bring yourself to damnation and destruction, but you're going to bring your own household to damnation and destruction. Let me get through this. Let me get this through this. Here we go. Put me to uh, 2 Peter. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 20. 2 Peter chapter 2, verse 20 through 22. These born again people, these leaders, these called out ones. See what God got to say about them in the New Testament. Well, I got to say amen. And it reads, For if they have escaped the pollutions of the world through the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, they are again entangled therein. Meaning they came out of the world and were delivered through the gospel truth, but now they become entangled again back into the same world they were delivered from and overcome. And the latter end of them is worse with them than the beginning. For it had been better for, for them not to have known the way of righteousness. Meaning it's been better for them not even been saved. It's been better for them not even walk after God. Then after they have known it, to turn from holy commandment, from the holy commandment delivered unto them. But it has happened unto them according to the true proverb, that the dog is turned to his own bummer again. The dog is turned to his own bummer again. This word is personal, God. Lady, this word is, it's, 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 when I heard, I started to study this word, it hit me 
first. I had to repent. Because, you know what I'm saying? Not because of things I did directly, it's because I don't want God's judgment on my life for anything. And if that means this word pierced my heart, and I know I had to bring it, then I know it's touching the heart out here. You understand? But everybody got to line your own heart up with the word of truth. You understand? That's why I love God so much, because I love his correction. I hate to chastise him, but when it comes, it helps me to keep my house clean and in order. Because as long as I can see the man in the mirror, I can and see my duck, I can never point a finger at anybody out here in this world on what they do because I know my dirty is. You understand? This book, this fellowship between me and my master, he tells me where my dirty is. You understand? Brother, you dirty, you need to be cleaned up. Let's get back to numbers. So these guys came to Moses with that same report. Moses prayed for him the first time. But when they start blaspheming against God and how he delivered them out of Egypt, then Moses, that's what I love about true leaders of God. They got what we call that zeal of righteousness. Same zeal of righteousness that Christ had. Meaning, you can touch me. You can touch my body. Because, man, that's all you can destroy me is my flesh. You can't destroy my spirit. You can't touch my soul because my soul belongs to Christ. And those men that got that zeal of righteousness, they'll fight you tooth and nail again for the things of God. That's right. You understand? True so. Not no limp-wimp, no backbone, jelly back, conformer, compromiser. They're going to come with the body crush now. That's why we ain't got no power. Jesus said, greater work than these we shall be doing. What a power is in this world, in this country. Where is that? I read the book of Acts. Peter was healing and delivering folks just by a shadow touching. Where is that power being demonstrated in this earth right now? You compromise with Satan. Yeah. Playing church. And ain't got no power. Ain't nobody being delivered. Ain't nobody being set free. You got to call up 10 people to pray for you when you sit down. When you got access to the throne of glory for yourself. Where your power at? Where your relationship at? Come up in here playing church. Time out for that. The world going to run to Paris Times really hit. Numbers 16, verse 28 and 38. Now I'm going to read through this. It's going to be a little close. But I want you to see when you begin to operate in that spirit of corruption, when you begin to go in the ways of time. When you begin to backslide in your walk with God, when you a person that's so the whole of position in the church, when you become envious of how God moves and who God ordains to be in a certain position, when you begin to backbite leadership, when you begin to go contrary to the way of truth, I want to show you through this text what's going to happen, not only to you, but what's going to happen to your whole house. So let me read this for you. 1628, and it reads, and Moses said, Hereby you shall know that the Lord has sent me, not of myself, but the Lord has sent me to do all these works. For I have not done them of my own mind. If these men die the coming death of all men, or if they be visited after the visitation of all men, then the Lord has not sent me. But if the Lord make a new thing, and the earth open her mouth and swallow them up, 
with all that pertains to appertains to them unto them, and they go down quick into the pit, then you shall understand that these men have provoked the Lord. And it came to pass that he had made an end of speaking all these words that the ground played asunder that was under them and the earth opened her mouth and swallowed them up and their houses and all their men and that pertaining to Korah and all their goods. They and all that pertained unto them went down alive into the pit and the earth closed upon them and they perished from amongst the congregation and all the Israel that were round about them fled at the cry of them for they said at least the earth swallow us up also and, and there came out from the Lord and consumed the other 250 men that offered incense the other 250 let me tell y'all something and I'm closing this up thank you you treasure danger when you speak against the house of God. You treasure danger when you boast against things you know not. You treasure danger when you go around, you have your little Nicodemus meeting in private, thinking that man and woman ain't going to hear you, but the God Almighty hear every word you say. Right. You understand? It's danger. I know this word is for the house this morning. It's danger. Not only did these, did the Quran and the rebellious ones die, their wives, their children, their hand servants, their beasts. The Bible said their whole house, that I mean everything that they possessed was destroyed in that earthquake. When the ground opened up, that all means that it was an earthquake. You understand? And swallowed them up. It's dangerous when you put your hands against the anointing of God. You understand? Not only will God win the destruction blown on you, it'll blow on your whole house. You understand? Your whole house will, will, will be in the path of judgment. But I'm so glad that we serve, we serve a true and living God. We serve a God long suffering. We serve a God grace that he, when he brings a word like this to challenge us and provoke us for one thing. God wants to come to repentance. Everybody in here, you got to search your heart out for yourself. You know for a fact whether you've been operating anything that was spoken in this word today. You know where you at with God. And right now, I just want to open up the floor. If anybody, I don't care if you're backslidden in your life. I don't care if you did some things that are contrary to the word of God. You haven't been studying the word. You haven't been operating the word of truth. If you're a leader, you haven't been following your orders or putting your heart into service in, in God's house the way that you should. If, if, if you're just a person that needs, that's standing in need of prayer, you're like, God, I know this word touched my heart. And, you know, I just want to come and I just want to repent. But that's what the word is for. Everybody crying, you got all these lies out here in, in, in theology that said that the, the, that the laws of God have been done away with, that they were nailed to the cross of Christ. Them laws ain't been done away with. Because the whole point is, the whole purpose of sin was, uh, 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 of the law was to reveal sin. But in the Old Testament, the sin, that's all it did was reveal. There wasn't no grace. But then Christ had to come fulfill it. The only law that was done away with was the atonement law. The law of sacrifice. No longer do you need to shed animal's blood to enter into the presence of God. He saved. All you have to do is confess and believe on the name of Jesus. You understand? That was the law that was nailed to the cross. Because he was the sacrifice that God had ordained to redeem man back to himself. All the other laws, we're still supposed to be following. Jesus told his disciples, if you love me, keep my commandments. You understand? And that's why I love God so much. Because even in our dirt, 
even in our sin, even when we're not deserving of his grace, offers us a, a warning. He gives us a grace period to make things right. This is our grace period this morning. Those of y'all in the house of Bessie, that's underneath his word. Choose ye this day whom you're going to serve. But don't forget what happened to those rebellious leaders. Don't forget what, how they passed. How God opened up an earthquake, opened the ground up, and swallowed them whole. Let that be a warning against you. The one to come against God's rule, God's ordination, what God has in store. Best thing you can do is be a humble servant and just hit your ride on a wagon and hope where God takes this place that you're amongst the fold that's going to get there. Because millions came out of Egypt. Millions of the house of Israel came out of bondage. But only two made it of that generation, only two made it to the promised land. And I'm here to tell you, God ain't done with the house of destiny. He hasn't even started the things that he want to do in this place. But it's a challenge for those that's in most school right now. If you're going to be a follower, you're going to roll with this thing, then you need to get on board. Because God's going to blow his wind in this house. He's going to blow a wind that's going to move the goats out of the house, and he's going to blow a wind that's going to bring in sheep. You understand that? And I don't know about y'all, but if I'm going to walk in this thing called salvation, I want to be where the sheep going to be. You understand? My destiny is only here when God called me home. Well done, my good and faithful servant. And let me tell you something. I had one of the most remarkable experiences that ever happened to me. It happened this past Friday at a football game. We were playing in the playoffs. And I gave a message to our football team before we played. We were at Southern University. And I told the kids, I just gave them my thing about one day, you're going to have, you're going to leave this earth. And you're going to be judged on everything you've done in these stuff. And it was at the end of the first quarter, on the side, I'm leaving the corner. So I'm supposed to be out there calling plays and focusing on the field. And I had this young man, transfer student from Dorman, come up to me and said, your message is pulling on my arm. And he said, I've been reading my Bible. I believe I'm a Christian, but I never gave my life to Christ. And I sat there on the sideline, in the third quarter, praying with this young man, and he gave his life to Christ on the sideline of the football game. Tell you something. God's raising up an army in these last days. You're raising up an army. Now, army is Israel. Believe it or not, you do your study. You go deep in this thing, you find out who Israel really is. You do that on your own. But God raising up, a, raising up Israel in these last days. And as it says in the book of Ezekiel, when Israel stand on their feet, and God can hold back the wisdom, the knowledge and understanding to them, and He's giving them back their heritage, He's giving them back their identity in the earth. They're going to stand as a fast, mighty army. And what do an army do? Huh? What do an army do? Fight. You said That's what an army do. An army fight. What do we fight? Fighting against this darkness that's out here. You understand? So the flow is over. Anybody need prayer? Standing in the need of anything spiritual, physically? You want God to do something new in your heart? You've done things, said things that was contrary to the will of God, and you know this is a personal relationship. Amen. I'm not here to judge you. I got my own sins. I got my own thoughts. I got to account for. But just for those that's sincere about God, that want God to do a new thing in them, that want God to blow his spirit in their hearts, give them a new day, a new beginning. 
All you got to do at the altar is confess. God, I know I did it wrong. Jesus, I know I said things. I've done things contrary to your word. I've done things outside of your will. I wasn't who you called me to be. I didn't take that stand for truth when I would know I was, it was in me to stand. Then the ones I want you feel that way come to the altar. This world is dying around us, y'all. People lives are at, at, at stake. And we got to get to the point where we ain't playing church no more. We got to get to the point where we get to say, for God I live and for God I die. Yes. But bless me the name of the Lord. Bless Father in heaven, we just come before you and humble us, we know how. God, we just acknowledge with our tongues, we just confess before thee this morning, Father God, and before these witnesses, Father God, that God, we have done wrong. We have done things that was contrary to your word. We have went contrite to your law, Father God. Father God, we have done things in the world, even after tasting the goodness of your spirit, Father God. Father God, we have come up against leadership, but we backbite the authority that you have placed over us, Father God. Father God, we have done things behind the scenes, Father God, that you know, Father God, that maybe man have not seen, Father God. And because we serve an omnipotent God, God, an all-knowing God, God, we just stand before you right now, Father God. In the name of Jesus, we just pray and ask for, that you forgive us right now, Father God. We repent of those things, Father God, that we've done that was contrary to your will, contrary to your way, Father God. And Father God, we just pray for repentance right now. We pray that the blood of Jesus be poured upon us right now, Father God. Clean these dirty vessels of ours, Father God. Clean our hands, Father God, that when we lift our hands before thee, Father God, that we'll lift up holy hands before thee, Father God. For God, God, Father God, take not your love away from us, Father God. Father God, we just pray right now, Father God. Not only do you deliver us, Father God, but Father God, we pray that your Holy Spirit will just flow into us right now, Father God. Bring your Holy Ghost upon us right now, Father God. Allow the lead and guide us through all manners of truth, Father God. Father God, we just pray right now in the name of Jesus, Father God. As we leave this altar, Father God, this place of the change, Father God, we lay down these sins, Father God, and we leave with the spirit of you abiding in us, Father God. Lead us, God. Allow us to be a light in this dark world, Father God. Father God, we just thank you right now in the name of Jesus, Father God. Oh, God, we know we're not deserving of your love. We're not deserving of your grace, Father God. But thank you for your mercy, Father God. Lord, we just thank you right now, God. We give you glory in all things. Lord, in Jesus Christ's name that we just pray. Amen.